okay so now talking about overcoming marital challenges um, we must understand first of all that change is inevitable in the life of a man and with each change or level or state comes uh, challenges you know with each uh, change or with each uh, change of level or state comes uh, challenges and whether we survive such times or get drowned or affected by such moments is uh, totally dependent on our responses and how we process these changes you know more often individuals are faced with the same challenges they uh, go through the same situation but the difference in how or the differences in how we process and eventually respond in such situations is what makes the difference between a success and a failure you know for instance the three Ibu boys or the three uh, four Ibu children rather Shedrach, Mishak and Abedugu was faced with the same challenge of bowing down to the calf image by Nebuchadnezzar just as other persons you know even children of Israel were faced in uh, Babylon at the same at that uh, at that particular point in time because the children of Israel were in captivity and every one of them was was uh, were faced with the challenge of bowing down to the image that was carved out by Nebuchadnezzar but these three uh, Hebrew boys Shadrach, Mujak and Abednego didn't bow down and what actually made the difference between the three Hebrew boys and other children of Israel was their response in this particular situation they were all faced with this situation the three boys were faced with the same challenge or with the same situation that other israelites were faced with but what made the difference between them and others was their response in that particular situation now what put them over that challenge what made them more triumphant or what made them more than conqueror was their response so what determines whether we are going to be successful in our marriage, what I mean, whether we are going to be failures in our homes, is our responses. Our responses, like it's been commonly said that if you succeed, it's your fault. If you fail, it's also your fault. So we need to choose whose fault we want to uh, commit, or which fault, um, which whose uh, choice we want to make. So. And also, I, w- I would love to point out to us that the quality of decisions we make is not a function of age, but a function of the wisdom at work in our lives, in us. We want us to remember that the uh, Hebrew um, boys were called children. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and even Daniel inclusive, were called children. When you check Daniel chapter 1 verse 7, the word of God referred to them as children. You know, they were referred to as four children you know but in spite of the fact that they were very young they were children the wisdom of god still found expression in their lives and that actually placed put them over you know and put them on top above all other persons so the um, decision we make or uh, as a person is not a function of age and that's why i must not look at oh because i'm 40 years i think i will make wise decisions no you know it's a function of the knowledge of god the wisdom of god in operation in the life of an individual you know so one thing of uh, one thing and one thing of virtue that is critical to overcoming in spite of the challenges 
post at our marriage is the wisdom of God. So that tells us that wisdom of God is very critical, you know, in our homes. Wisdom is very, very critical. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 says, By wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. You know, we understand that the wisdom, uh, the word of God says that wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. That means we, you can't talk about wisdom without understanding. You know, it's not enough to acquire a lot of knowledge. It's not enough to go about for seminars, for workshops, you know, just like you are in currently. You know, but then with all of the knowledge you acquire, ensure that there's understanding, you know, backing it up. Ensure that you get the required understanding. You understand the principles that you are being taught, that you are acquiring. You know, get understanding. By wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. By understanding, it is established. So wisdom is very key. It's one uh, virtue that we must not joke with. And our only access to the God kind of wisdom that will put us over in our marriages in spite of the challenges we are faced with is the fear of God. When the fear of God is in the heart of a man, when the fear of God is in the heart of a woman, then every other thing will fall in place it does not matter how much you are stretched it does not matter how much you are being pulled how much you are tried you know the fear of god will always put you over and that's why the word of god says the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom you know, it's the beginning of wisdom it's the beginning of knowledge so when we fear god his wisdom flows freely to us psalm 25 verse 14 says the secret of the lord is with them that fear him and they will show them his commandment or his, I mean his covenant rather so the secret of the Lord is with them that so you want the wisdom of God to be in operation in your life fear God fear God fear God let the love of God rule your heart when we allow the love of God to rule our heart it reflects even in our marriages in our homes you know and one way to validate your love for God if you truly say you love God one way to validate your love for God is your love for your spouse you know you can't say you love God and you know you can't say you love God that you can't see you know and uh, and, and you you hate your neighbor or you you hate your spouse or you, or you dread your spouse whom you can say who is in the image of God you know how can you say you love God that you cannot see when you don't love your spouse who you can see and is created in the image of the invincible God. So we must understand that God is concerned and particular about uh, is concerned about people. God is concerned about your spouse. God is concerned about you yourself. As a matter of fact, whatsoever thing you do to your spouse, you are directly doing it to God, to God, and God is feeling the impact, you know, directly. And that's why we must take it, uh, we must not take it uh, lightly, we must not take how we treat our spouse lightly. We must be concerned about how our spouse feels. You know, when it's the love of God rule our heart, it will reflect in the crucial decisions we make. Because it will put, uh, make us put, uh, it will put the best interest of our spouse first. Whenever we are making any decision, whenever we are making any crucial decision, we will always want to put the interest of our spouse first. We want to consider their feelings first. How will my spouse feel? For instance, I want to do something. I want to make a decision. Okay, what will be the ripple effect on my spouse? You know, 
what would my spouse stand to gain as a matter of fact when we talk about love love puts your spouse first love doesn't put the us first but puts your spouse first when you talk when you say you love someone then that means that person is above you you put that that person is more important than you as a matter of fact jesus christ god loved the whole world he gave his only begotten son he put us first before him i mean christ put himself first i mean he put the church first and that was why he, he could come to die for the church and just the way christ loved the church we were meant to love one another you know not just husband loving their wives now but also wife loving and submitting you know to, to to their husbands you know just the way the church will submit was expected to submit to christ so we need to understand all of that love is important the fear of god is important when the fear of god is in place when the love of god is in the heart of of both parties then the wisdom of god will flow through and they will be able to scale through the challenges of life together secondly we must be willing and ready to deal with our past mistakes now we are talking about overcoming challenges there is no perfect being on earth everyone one way or the other would make mistakes as a matter of fact jesus christ said offenses will definitely come you know when peter went to meet jesus and asked him how often or how many times should i forgive my brother if jesus christ gave him you know a, a, a value that was more or less like um like he told him that uh was it called 70 times 70 times but it's impossible for your spouse to offend you 70 times 70 in a day but what jesus christ was invariably saying that it does not matter the number of times your spouse offend you you must forgive so now we must understand that every one of us have our imperfections every one of us have our own weaknesses so we must be ready to deal with our mistakes we must be ready to deal with our past we must be ready to deal with our us you must not say that ah what this person did is, is unforgivable there's no such thing as unforgivable offense you know if god can forgive us our sins then who are you not to forgive your spouse or not to add uh, 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 forgive your spouse you also must be ready and willing to deal with past mistakes if our marriage must work then we must be ready to humble ourselves we must be ready to come down from the high and lofty heights we've placed ourselves we must be ready and willing to address every past hurt we must understand that the reactions experienced today in marriages is an offshoot of an underlying hurt in the past if your wife for example is giving you attitude as a man i mean you must know that there must be a reason for it nobody reacts you know without a purpose there must be a there must be a reason a dog won't bark unnecessarily for instance are you getting the point now? so when your wife is giving you an attitude, attitude an attitude for instance is acting in a funny way that you know on a normal day this woman doesn't act this way then you should know there must be a reason for it then cut it demands you call your wife oh dear what's the problem why are you acting this way have i done something wrong you know that's where communication comes in intimacy be willing and be ready to make amen to deal with the past to deal with wrong addressing issues you know as they occur as they occur as they occur so and until these odds are dealt with we might never have a resolution until we are ready to and sincerely speaking so many homes have crumbled because 
of the fact that they refuse to identify some of these things they've refused to humble themselves and identify these past mistakes and resolve them you know and make labor communicating with each other you know so if we keep uh, sweeping issues under the carpet things will definitely get worse so every single thing matters in marriage every single thing in fact i've heard of stories whereby what i mean what separated both the husband and wife is toothpaste where they the, where the matter of where you press, press the toothpaste one of them said you must press it at the bottom the other said no it's in the middle that you must press it and because of that you know as little as it is it might sound funny but that alone actually has separated homes some person is salt oh the quantity of salt you are putting in my soup is too much and the wife is saying that it's not too much me i like it differences in taste taste buds can you imagine now and that's to tell us that everything in marriage counts everything in marriage matters don't see that oh it is true this thing uh-uh. no everything matters what does not matter to you might matter to your spouse and because your spouse comes first then you should take that little thing that looks uh, like something that doesn't matter as something that matter are we getting it now so everything matters in marriage so it's not about you but uh, about your spouse it's not about how you feel but how your spouse feel you must be ready and willing to attend to the heart of your spouse you must be ready to address every issues never see any issue uh, as something uh, very little every issue must be attended to appropriately you know when your spouse is repeating something over and over again don't see him or her as as, as someone that knocks or as someone that overflows an issue it just simply means that you've not been paying attention to what he or she needs your attention on you know these are just simple signals you know when your spouse or your partner is uh, repeating something over and over again it's just simply calling your attention to something that matters to him or her we shouldn't see that lost for example in in yoruba language that and uh, in yoruba tribe that uh, why is it that i just repeating this and it's okay it's okay but it matters to her or it matters to him and that's why he or she is repeating that thing you know like they used to say in, in yoruba in my in yoruba dialect in my place that in kotoban you know it's so painful to the person i mean and that's why he's repeating it to you it might be something um casual it might not matter to you but it matters to that person so we must pay attention to every little detail you know like i often tell uh, my wife that marriage is a game of forgiveness so for your marriage to move forward you must be ready to play the game of forgiveness i forgive you i forgive you even before it is done i've forgiven you i usually tell my wife even before you do it i've forgiven you you know forgiveness is key you know when we were about getting married you know the first counselor that attended to us asked me a very critical question and said what exactly is that thing that uh, your wife can do that will make you tell her to leave your house and i've never thought about that before and at that point i was made to think critically and at the end of everything i just said there is nothing and the man and the counselor said that means you must be ready and willing to forgive your wife irrespective of whatsoever thing she does to you i mean are you getting that whatsoever thing she actually uh going to whatever thing she's going to do to you, you must be ready and willing to forgive her right there and then you must not allow you know it to linger on to the point whereby you now start saying you want to separate no so it does not matter there's no such thing as big sin there's no such thing that as that there's nothing that can be unforgivable 
if God can forgive you, you know, looking at the gravity of your sin, then you must be ready to forgive your spouse. So marriage is a game of forgiveness. Because like I said, offenses will come, but in spite of the number of times they come, you just have to forgive. You know, which is why if you are not ready to forgive, you are not ready to actually build your home. If you are not ready to forgive, you are not ready for a blissful marriage. You must be ever ready to forgive the one you love because love covers the multitude of sin. Love believes the best of every individual in spite of their shortcomings. If you say you love your wife, if you say you love your husband, then you must believe the best of that person. The person might not be the best today, but then it can be the best tomorrow. It can be the best in the next minute. So, and it's because of your attitude, your mentality of the best spouse, you know, ever that will actually make you respond appropriately to her or to him irrespective of how he or she is acting towards you. So love believes the best of every individual in spite of their weaknesses. So to keep your marriage in summer or in spring as we've learned in the previous sessions of this workshop, you know, we must be willing to address our mistakes, both past and present, as quick as possible, you know, which is why communication is very very key so we need to understand that addressing mistakes is very very key in marriage you want to overcome every challenge challenges will come in fact little things that you really don't think that will cause problem will want to cause problem but you must be sensitive enough you know to see oh this thing is trying to become something bigger and bigger then you have to address it immediately sometimes all you just need to say as a man is i'm sorry I'm sorry will not diminish you as the head, will not reduce you, you know, will not make you uh, detail. As a matter of fact, ladies or the women uh, in the house can testify to that, that you even respect your man more, you know, when he has the ability to say sorry. I say sorry to my wife so many times. If I can't come home after I've said sorry to her, you know, sometimes even if it means, you know, so, you know, sometimes men can be very funny. You do some things and, you know, that I really would hurt your wife so much and, Sometimes, even if it means kneeling down for your wife, it doesn't in the private, in the room, it doesn't make you less a man. Your marriage must just work. If that will make it work, then do it. I mean, we must have this mindset that my marriage must work, your marriage must work. It does not matter whatsoever it will cost me, it must work because that's the plan of God for our marriages. It's for forever till death do us so God will help us in Jesus' name as we continue in this session. Okay, still on um, dealing with our failures uh, or mistakes, our mistakes, whether past or present mistakes that we've actually uh, committed or, or, or the other or, or, uh, or offenses. Uh, we need to understand that we we must be able to identify our mistakes. You know, to be able to deal with them, we need to be able to identify our mistakes. And because it takes identification of whatsoever thing you've done, you know, as being wrong, to address them or to make amends. So, number one, we need to uh, identify that whatsoever thing we've done is wrong and also acknowledge, I mean, to identify the things that we have done wrong and also acknowledge the fact that whatsoever thing that we've done uh, is wrong and more often than not what actually causes uh, the rift or problems that we encounter is because we 
pay attention on the um, on the other party, the, the wrong deeds of the other person. We don't focus on what we actually have done that ought not to be. You know, and that actually causes a whole lot of problem. Not paying attention to what your partner has done. And just like we learned um, in the last uh, session from uh, the previous facilitator, she who actually spoke about what the different aspects or the different factors that could uh, lead to the different seasons that we could experience in marriage and some of the things that she said actually has to do with you know we are uh, the attitudes of both partners the emotions of, of of both partners which actually leads to the actions or the responses that they get you know all of this this were three things actually contribute to the different seasons that we have there are definitely going to be changes there's definitely going to be a shift you know one way or the other it might could it could even be a shift in uh in your spouse you know change is one thing that is bound to happen you know in life but then what matters most is how we respond to those changes you know our reactions to them whether we are responding appropriately to them we are reacting to them so in the same way we must not allow the mistakes of our spouses to guide to shape our thoughts so much so that it reflects in our actions and things start going wrong you know we must not justify our whole wrongdoings by the wrongdoings of the other person you know because like it's often said two wrongs does not make a right so irrespective of whatsoever your spouse has done number one you need to identify first and acknowledge the fact that what you've done you know is wrong and ought not to be so you know just like what jesus christ said he said that if if you want to you know remove a plank i mean a speck from the eyes of your neighbor first remove the plank in your eyes according to matthew chapter 7 verse 5 so what uh, jesus christ was saying is that the best way to deal with an ill uh, behavior in your partner is to deal with your own self first you know deal with your own self first for example if your partner actually is uh is changing is, is giving uh is uh is, uh what's it called giving off certain attitude or certain a character that actually you are not expecting that you don't like the best way to correct it is not for you to just react i mean that's not the best way to to correct it for example when god was to correct the same problem he didn't actually kill everybody no he didn't wipe out the whole earth but instead he showed love you know, love actually is the best way to call and that's why jesus christ said deal with your own self first deal with your wrong thinking pattern first you know ensure that you are not reacting to the problem but responding appropriately you know you know so as to allow that issue on ground to be corrected you know properly well so when our actions are adjusted as a result of a, a shift in our a right shift in our thoughts there will be a corresponding action from our spouse so we need to understand these are uh, basic uh principle we need to identify and acknowledge the fact that you know we actually identify our own wrongdoing whenever we've uh, reacted negatively you know in spite of what your partner has done and um number two the second thing that needs to be done when it comes to dealing with failures or mistakes whether past or present is confessing them and also repenting you know of all of those things and this actually might even have to do with both partners you know you need to uh confess it's not just enough for you to acknowledge the fact that you've done something wrong you must walk up to that person and say okay i agree with the fact that i've done this some something wrong i'm sorry i feel bad and you know 
and that actual thing and you promising the, your partner that that thing would not repeat itself so the next step to take after identifying and acknowledging your wrong deeds is to confess and repent of them is to confess and repent of them as a matter of fact when you talk about confession confession simply means to agree you know to agree with the fact that oh, to agree with your partner that oh, what you've done is wrong and this actually brings to perspective the teachings of jesus christ in matthew chapter 5 verse 25 where he said we should agree quickly with our advisory why we are on the way with him let's hand us over to the officer you know why so many marriages are in standstill is because there is no agreement and resolution of conflict you know they do not admit their wrongdoing and uh, as a result of that the cracks has actually been in the world they have been uh, tormented they have been inflicted you know uh, pain has been inflicted on the home by the enemy because they have been there are cracks you know in the home so many men for example are dealing treacherously with their wife with, the, with their wife and forgetting that you know, their prayer actually will go unanswered and that's why first peter 3 verse 7 specifically says that we need to treat our wives you know, you know well we need to treat them the way the, we, we are, the way god actually expects us to treat them uh, treat them so that we have our prayers answered you know so many of us as men for example have our prayers unanswered you know because we actually are dealing treacherously with our wife with the wife of our youth you know with the wife of our youth so god will help us so please let's ensure that you know we work on um, agreeing confessing admit the fact that you've done something wrong agree you know with 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 your partner confess and actually promise not to go back to that uh, thing again then the third thing is forgiveness like i said previously marriage is a game of forgiveness if you are not ready to forgive then you are not ready to build your home if you are not ready to forgive you are not ready for a blissful marriage marriage is a game of forgiveness okay so and um, another thing that i want us to note also is uh, about positive attitude like i said i've mentioned that over and over again uh previously uh but then i would like to emphasize a little bit more on uh, a positive attitude a winning attitude when we talk about attitude you know attitude just simply means your thinking pattern or thought pattern or your mindset concerning an issue and really our mindset matters a lot because the life of a man is a reflection of its thought pattern you know as a man thinks in his heart so is he so for us to live a, a good life we need to have good thoughts you know because what we think is what we become so we need to choose to be positive in our thinking concerning our marriage you know we need to see everything that concerns our marriage you know in the positive life you know, it does not matter what uh, negative thoughts are brought to your mind or are brought to our mind concerning any issue you must learn the strategy of pulling them down with positive thoughts you know, negative thoughts are strong good we need to understand that they are strong goods the enemy uses you know, to imprison his victim there are uh, strong goods the enemy uses to pull down its victim 
however we must uh, understand that we can put we can pull them down you know with positive thoughts that are strong enough uh, to actually pull them down so we need uh, positive thoughts that are strong enough to pull down those negative thoughts and the only way we can get positive thoughts uh, or, or positive thoughts that are strong enough to pull down whatever negative thoughts that comes to our mind is to dwell more on the word of god we need to dwell more on the word of god second corinthians 10 3 to 5 talks about pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and i think that exalts itself against the knowledge of of god bringing every thought to the obedience of christ with the word of god now talking about you know, imaginations referring to imaginations referring to thoughts as strongholds and that the only way we could pull down those strongholds is by actually allowing those thoughts to you know, submitting those thoughts you know, in obedience to the knowledge of christ and that's telling us that you can't overcome those negative thoughts or those strongholds you know without the help of the word of god which build into us the positive uh, thoughts and positive defenses against those negative thoughts that are brought to us by the enemy you know the happenings around us the news the behaviors and weaknesses of men around us can bring negative perspective about issues to us but when we meditate on god's word we will always see the positives in every situation. That's what the Word of God does. The Word of God will always you know, make you see the best in someone. And that's just what the Gospel of Christ is all about. In fact, when we talk about love, Christ actually came to preach love. You know, he came to tell us about love. And that's why I said that upon these two laws of love, you know, the first one we talks about loving God with all your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and also loving your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two laws, hang the prophets and the law that means when those two laws when this particular law of love is in place everything will work fine that means it does not matter whatsoever thing that is going uh is happening around you when love is in play everything will fall into place and that's why the word of god says that love believes the best of everyone love doesn't you know ponder on the negative side you know of anybody the word of god says that think upon these things they talk about whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are true Whatsoever thing of good report, whatsoever thing and you know, whatsoever thing are loving or of good report, that are honest rather, you know, we said we should think upon this thing. You know, Philippians chapter four, verse nine to ten there about you know, I we should think, I mean, upon these things that actually are of good report, that are true, that are honest, that are good. That means anything that is not good, even though it is true. I mean, the word of God says we shouldn't think upon those things, but we should think on those things that actually have all of these qualities in them. So, the best way to pull down whatever negative thoughts or whatever strong goals from the enemy that actually are brought to our mind is to equip ourselves with, in, with the right word, with the word of Christ, with the wisdom of God, so as to pull them down. When you allow the word of God, you know to become flesh in us that will become the light even in this dark world so it's important for us uh to actually choose a winning attitude so as not to become victims of the war system allow yourself to meditate on god's word let it transform you because you can't change anybody if you aren't changed yourself you can't change the situation of things in your home 
for instance if you are not changed if your attitude remains negative then your home will always be on the negative negative side of life because you always respond negatively you always act negatively and that actually will make your home to be on the negative side of life because as a man thinks in his heart so easy so in spite of the negative um feelings or emotions you might have as a result of what is happening around you you have you know you have to um you have to choose to be positive you have to choose to act positively you have to choose to think positively you have to choose to to respond positively and by so doing we tend to correct any negative uh, thing that is happening around us. we tend to correct any um wrong thing that is actually happening in a, around us in our home now there's this uh, passage of the bible that i actually want us to read but specifically i'm going to read to us verse verse one if we like we can go back to read the whole passage it's actually first uh, peter 3 verse 1 to 6 which says likewise you wives be in subjection to your own husband now talking about uh how we need to respond to issues that if any obey not the word they also may be without they also may be without the word be won by the conversation of their wife now talking about husbands that are unbelieving that do not obey the word they do not even believe the word but then when they look at the the way their wives actually uh, respond to them when they look at the responses of their wife to them how their wife relates with them you know they are, the character of their wife actually is capable of even converting them you know of bringing them back you know and we're bringing them to Christ now. That just reminds me of the story of Smith Ugusworth and his wife. You know, at a point in time, Smith Ugusworth backslided, and the wife was on fire for God, and you know, was going on for God. And there was a night she came back home from a, a program in church, from a revival in church, because she was all ministered. And when she came back, because Smith Ugusworth was already back, has already backslidden and all that, you know, Smith Ugusworth fought with the wife, pushed the heart of the house and all that. But in spite of that. The wife didn't react. The wife, fat. The wife was moved, you know, by the Holy Ghost to the point where she started laughing. I mean, because Smith Ugusworth pushed her, pushed her out of the house through the back door. But forgot to cl- shut the front door, and the wife turned around the house and came in again through the front door, and she began to laugh. And almost immediately, Smith Ugusworth also burst into laughter. And right there, and then the Holy Spirit actually pointed to him that, you know, what he did was wrong, and he shouldn't have gotten angry with his wife and from there spiritual retrace got his steps retraced back to god and he got back on fire for god and today we could actually read about him. we could just work about his work about his great works of faith you know but then that actually started you know with his wife if his wife had reacted to him at that particular point in time he could he would not have helped him actually so our responses matters a lot our attitude because it all starts from our attitude what we think how we perceive issues what we think upon our perception of things matters a lot because they determine our responses our reactions our actions to issues so finally uh, to wrap it up tonight because uh, quite a number of things have been discussed to wrap it up tonight we would like to talk about love languages the type of love languages we have and also to look at how we could know the love language of our spouse per adventure we've not discussed it before but then definitely your spouse will definitely have been giving you signals but they'll probably have not paid attention to it so lastly we'll be looking at love languages and how to know 
the love language of your spouse.